Hello everyone. I'm so excited to come to you in this capacity, using technology to reach you for the kingdom of God. There is a word from the Lord, and once you have listened to this sermon, I want to invite you to really engage yourself into Deuteronomy chapter 6, 7, and 8. I believe that if you will take the time to see what God was telling the people of the Bible in that day, and then to apply those lessons and warnings to your own life today, you will move forward in God. But for right now, I'd like to lift up just one scripture, Deuteronomy 6 and 5, from the New King James Version. And the word reads as thus, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. So I'd like to use for a subject for this sermon, a rescue from disaster, a rescue from disaster. I know what you're thinking. This scripture comes in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy is a book in the Old Testament, and we're no longer under the law of the Old Testament. We're under the grace of the New Testament. That is correct. But I also want to remind you of two things. First of all, the Old Testament was Jesus's Bible when he was on this earth. And the second thing is that Jesus himself said that I came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. That the law through him, that we might live out its truths. He might live out the truths he was fulfilling the truths of the Old Testament in his own life. And so with that in mind, I want us to remember that there are lots of scriptures in the Old Testament that we stand on. We readily stand on the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or my light, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He was wounded for our transgressions and by his stripes we are healed. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding. Oh yeah, we love the promises of God, but the commandments we want to shy away from and make excuses for not following. This is the greatest of all commandments. And it's also in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, where the lawyer recited it for Jesus. And also Jesus acknowledged that it is the greatest of all the commandments. We in the AME Church, we say it almost at every service because it's a part of our Decalogue. You shall love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul. It's a great commandment. But have you ever thought about why Jesus, why God would command us to love him? We know all about God's love for us. He loved us so much that he gave his only son to die on the cross for us. Well, what about our love for him? Do we really love God the way we say we do? Why would he command us to love him? Well, the reason is because when we don't, we're headed for disaster. That's why this text is called a rescue from disaster. Because even if we have already messed up, we can be saved 
and rescued and delivered. When we love the God, we love God with our whole heart, with all our mind and with all our soul. There are a few things that happen when we do that. For one thing, we're not destroyed when others fail to love us well. Somebody doesn't love you, you're not destroyed by that because you love God and you know he loves you. And that mutual relationship sustains you. We're able to weather all kinds of ills that befall us because of the love of God. We're able to weather criticism from other people, loneliness, rejection, all types of infirmities and illnesses that might befall us. Do you know how Jesus was able to stay on the cross? Well, 1 Peter 2 and 23 tells us that Jesus entrusted himself and his love to the Father. In other words, he loved the Father and he trusted the Father to take care of him no matter what. And that's our example. We should love God the same way. Love him and believe that he's in control of all things, everything, anything that might befall us, any illness, any trouble, any problem, any disease, any virus, anything. We also know that if we love God the way we should, our gifts and talents and those of others around us can find their whole and wholesome expression. We're not intimidated by other people and their talents. We can flourish as human beings because we have the confidence to know who we are and whose we are. We're anchored in true love. And our hearts can go on to love even the most unlovable of others around us. The Bible says we are to teach this commandment to our children, literally as we walk and talk with them. Verse 8 of chapter 6 in Deuteronomy says, You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, literally meaning that we should never forget and we should keep in the forefront of our lives that we love God above all else and that we should teach this to our children. Why is that so important? Well, it's important because look at chapter 7, verses 13 through 15. It says, and he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, your grain and your new wine and your new oil. And it goes on to talk about you will be blessed among the people. You shall not be barren. And the Lord will take away from you all sicknesses and will that will inflict and it will not inflict on you any of the terrible diseases of Egypt. Those are promises that God makes when we love him the way we should. But the provisions and the protections and the blessings that God promised Israel became curses 
as they turned away from him to other gods. And the word says that we need to apply the lessons to our lives. So I'm telling you now that if we don't love God the way we should, those same things could happen to us. It says in chapter 8, verse 11, Beware that you do not forget God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, which I command you today. And it goes on to say all the things that will happen. And verse 18, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Then it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish as the nations which the Lord destroys before you. So you shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Sounds like what we've done, people. We've turned away from God to other gods. We made other things of our daily lives more important than the Lord our God. Yeah, we want to stand on Psalm 91 now. <clears throat> Have we been standing on it before? And how can you stand on the word? When you don't know the God of the word. Do you really know him today? Do you really love God with your whole heart? Perhaps we need to examine ourselves. And figure out where we stand. And be real and be true. Has God been first in our lives? Or have we put him on the back burner? tossed him aside, picked him up once or twice a month on Sunday and then put him back down again. What have we really done? There's a story of a high school basketball star that I heard about that was a young man that was rising star in basketball and his team was headed for the playoffs, but they had one problem. Whenever he didn't play, they usually lost the game. And he vowed that he would never play basketball on Friday night. Because in the Jewish culture, Friday night is the beginning of the Sabbath. And he determined and purposed in his heart that God would always be first in his life. And so not anything, not even basketball that he so loved would be so important to him that he would turn away from what he believed. And so every Friday night, when he didn't play, the team usually lost. And it was important to him to win, but it wasn't so important that he would forget about God. Now you may think that was going a little too far. Well, Romans chapter 14, verse 4 reminds us, Who are you to judge another servant? 
to his own master, he stands or falls. Indeed, he will make will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. You may not agree with the faith of this young man, but you have to admit that it des- it desires our respect and commands it. Because Colossians 3 and 17 reminds us that whatever we do or say in every relationship we have, every business decision we make, every choice about our future, every passion that we have, we should do it all in Jesus' name. Surrendering each and every piece of us to Christ's authority. The everyday details of our lives ought to be centered around God. There's a plaque on my wall in my house. It sits in my den. And every now and then I have to go and read that plaque and be reminded. It says, Christ is the head of this house, the unseen guest at every meal, the silent listener to every conversation. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul and strength. And if we do this, that will be our rescue from disaster. And we'll be able to weather whatever storm because we literally are in the arms of Jesus. We will abide in him. And we won't have to fear anything, any man. That is the word from the Lord on today. Amen.